places can contain pieces of our souls. A Sandman Potvik, Part 3 of The Reasons Verse Written by Blue Sunshine and read by Literarian Chapter 3 Johanna used to call a cab for this, she thinks, as Hop picks her up once more in the midnight hours. She's covered in the reek of sulphur and she's got blood and bile all over her clothes again. God in hell, she hates higher demons. Lessers she could generally expel without killing the poor sod they'd possessed, but hires? They tended to rip people apart on their way out. The cabbies, however, never showed up with towels and a spare sheet to wrap herself up in and a thermos full of spiced cider and rum tonight. A girl could fall in love with you, Hopgatling, Johanna remarks, taking a swig just to clear her mouth of that awful rotten egg taste that was lingering in her nostrils. She tucks the sheet around herself and shuffles into the car while he holds the door open for her, careful not to smear anything unfortunate on his seats. He scoffs at her. <laughs> you stole my last girlfriend, Johanna Constantine, he reminds her. Johanna scoffs right back at him. <laughs> you weren't dating. Yet. And she didn't date me either. Johanna smirks. Just found me a little too interesting. And then she thought you and I were too interested in each other. Hop laughs, moving round to the driver's side. You're just interested in me for my meat pies. Johanna snorts on her next swig of cider, coughing and sputtering. <laughs> and, and you're a cap service. She wheezes out, determined to have the last word. He just grins at her smugly, pulling away from the curb. Once Johanna has cleared the cider from her lungs and can more or less breathe again, she asks, more considerately, Didn't wake you from a good dream, did I? Hop's face does something unhappy. No, he sighs. Johanna stares at the side of his head. Well, go on then, what was that? Hop glances at her, but it's dark, and even if there's not much traffic, he's too cautious a driver to take his eyes off the road at night. I haven't been dreaming, he remarks, forcing a platitude of a smile out like he doesn't sound a bit bitter about it. Johanna frowns. Well, nobody dreams every night, she suggests. Hop makes a vague sound of agreement. Johanna doesn't like it, so she looks away and stares out her window and sips her cider. She doesn't do this. She knows better. She doesn't pry. Hop offers up more than well enough without any prompting anyways. 
except he doesn't this time explain that uncomfortable wedge in his brow. Besides, she may have something mildly related. So, Johanna starts a tad awkwardly, wincing at herself and immediately trying to correct her voice. Whatever, she'll blame it on nearly being strangled by a demon. You know those things I go to to get cool stuff? Hop lets out a puff. <laughs> I know what an estate sale is, Johanna, yes. Johanna huffs at him for his sarcasm like it isn't one of her favourite things about him. Got one coming up, she says. Thought maybe you might want to have a go to this one. Oh God, she sounds like a nervous teenager. Maybe you might want to have a go? Awful. Bloody awful. Whatever. Johanna. Oh God, he sounds delighted. Did you just invite me out? To a social event? As a friend? Johanna, are you taking me places now? It's the Burgess estate, Johanna blurts out, not looking at him. She can all but feel his good humour plummet. Turns out Alexander Burgess went into a coma three years ago, just finally passed on earlier this year. Johanna had done some digging when the name on the register caught her eye. Alexander Burgess fell asleep and never woke up. By all accounts, it was not a peaceful sleep. Trapped in dreams, the poor old sod, one of the nurses had said. Hopefully he's at peace now. Johanna wanders, though, and shivers. Hob is painfully silent, stewing the whole rest of the drive. It makes Johanna restless and shifty, though that may also be the viscera drying uncomfortably on her clothes. And in her hair. Oh, gross, she doesn't want to know what ended up in her hair. Johanna books it into her shower first thing, Hop trodding into her flat after her, no doubt to take in the new state of disarray. She chucks her clothes on the floor and closes her eyes as she flips her hair down and rinses her head. She knows better than to look at the bits. She knows better than to look at the bits. If Dream of the Endless could do away with the nightmares where she's bathing and finding herself up to her neck in blood and who knows what else, that'd be great too. Maybe she'll put in a request. Do beings from the dawn of time take form letters? She knows you could burn prayers to some of the older gods, make an offering into the fire and get their attention. It's a fool's errand getting any god's attention, but not out of the bounds of the doable. She wrings out her hair and wrings out her hair, and once she's sure there's nothing grotesque left in it, she flips her head up and gets to scrubbing. 
Ah, shit, she didn't grab clean clothes. Hob, Johanna hollers, get me a clean pair, will you? She can hear him trot into her bedroom through the thin walls, shuffling about a bit. It takes a bit. Little more than a bit. Eventually, he comes and raps on the bathroom door. Johanna, he sighs at her, cracking it open. You've got a uni jumper and what I am guessing are a previous boyfriend's undershorts. Your hamper, Johanna, I don't think can be salvaged. You should have binned at least a few of those shirts before letting them ruminate for God knows how long. Most of it'll wash out, Johanna grumbles. That's what bleach was invented for, wasn't it? Before it gains malevolent sentience? It wasn't that bad. Actually... Where the hell had he found her actual hamper? Shit. Maybe it was that bad. She'd had a rough year for cases, this last one. Lots of slimy nasties and close calls with hellfire. God, did that mean she had to go clothes shopping? She doesn't think she's done that since... Not since... She took Astra school shopping. It wasn't like Logue would have done it. He'd rather just send her off to the shops with a handful of pounds and tell her to pick up the grocery while she was at it. Girl didn't deserve that. Didn't deserve any of it. Johanna's eyes burn and she takes a deep, shuddery breath and shakes her head. Gritting her teeth. Astra, I'm so sorry, love. Joe? Hop calls. What? She snaps. Shit, no, Hop didn't deserve that either. Are you offering to take me shopping? She aims for sarcasm and falls flat. Am I buying your clothes now too? Hop retorts. I spend all my money on estate sales picking up cool stuff, Johanna quips, leaning her head against the glass. Do you mind? He snorts. Course not. He's Hob. In exchange for the privilege of tossing this hazardous material in the bin where it belongs. He retorts, huffing a laugh. That's two invitations out with you I've gotten tonight. Johanna, are you actually going to admit you like me? You invited me out shopping, Johanna protests. Fairly certain I did not, he argues. That was entirely your suggestion, my dear Lady Johanna. I'm not one of your ladies, Hob, Johanna snorts. <laughs> now are you going to leave my clothes and close the door, or do you want me to step out naked? She adds dryly. The door snicks shut abruptly. Yeah, all right. He's not a bad friend. Do you think it's worth going? Hob asks through the door while Johanna is drying off. Shopping? 
I mean, a girl does have to wear clothes. The Burgess estate sale, Hop clarifies, sounding tense. Johanna mulls in her thoughts a bit, but ultimately... Yeah, she says simply. Best to make sure Roderick Burgess didn't leave anything behind that no one else should have. He was the man who managed to... Trap an endless. She doesn't quite manage to say. She doesn't need to. They were both there in the basement, after all. Do you think... Hop hesitates, and Johanna pulls on her ex-boyfriend's undershorts. Do you think Dream has nightmares? His voice goes low, and his accent falls back into something a little older than modern speech. There's always a touch of it to his voice, to the pattern of the way he speaks, but when he really feels something, it gets stronger. It's charming, mostly, a bit intriguing, for it's just this side of strangeness, but it's also telling. I don't think that's the way it works, Johanna replies, having learned a bit more of the endless in the last few years. Not from the source, unfortunately, but from old journals she's managed to dig up from the family archive which was really just a few scattered stashes in old London bank lockboxes and lockers in the underground archives of a few libraries, but whatever. He is what dreams and nightmares are made of. He is not subject to them. Not even sure he sleeps, actually. Johanna says, thinking on it. Not like we do. She waits, but Hop is silent in that way that makes her antsy. Hop? I saw it in his realm. He didn't want me to see it. He didn't want it there, but he couldn't. <sighs> Hop sighs deeply, gravely, like a man wringing his hands in frustration. Oh... <sighs> What Burgess did to him haunts him, I think. No, I know it does. I know it does. He was... He sighs again, hard and unhappy. <sighs> I haven't had a dream since. Johanna shrugs her way into the uni jumper and cracks open the bathroom door, finding Hop standing in a slump just outside it. So he's sulking about it then? That someone who cares for him might have seen the fact that he is, indeed, hurt? Johanna scoffs. Hop stares at her for a bit and then snorts. <laughs> I suppose he is. He huffs a laugh. It's not your fault, Hop. Johanna shrugs, shooing past him to find her hamper set out in the most open spot of floor space and... Oh, yeah, maybe that was a bit... Who was she kidding? It wasn't even a bit. Her entire flat, quite a bit like the entirety of her life, was an utter disaster. She turns back around on him. You really know how to pick your friends, don't you? Picked you, didn't I? 
Hop quips right back at her. And Johanna is maybe just a little pleased. That's my point, she says anyways, droll as she can be.